Well, welcome everybody to another webcast uh, live stream. Uh, my name is Barry Adams. For those who maybe haven't joined before, I'm normally joined by my partner in all of this stuff over the last 13 years, Mark Jide, but Mark has a, a previous commitment tonight, so it's just me. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to kind of get right into it. Um, for those who maybe don't know me, uh, we we have uh, been sharing this message of the Father Heart of God for over 25 years, and it's absolutely changed our life. And so in, every week, Mark and I have a live stream where we just, uh, over the last 13 years, we've just had a conversation um, and just talked about this amazing revelation about knowing God as a father. And so tonight, you know, um, when I was thinking about what I'm going to do, because I'm by myself, I uh, I wasn't sure. And last week I was on, on my own as well. And we had um, our own, um, we had Valentine's Day the last time that I, I actually was on the live stream and because of everything that's happened since last last Wednesday to this Wednesday I kind of started to think about what I should talk about because we've had quite a an interesting week um, Valentine's Day uh, for us in our the the work that we do is sharing the love of God and we have a, a particular website called Father's Love Letter uh, fathersloveletter.com that Valentine's Day is one of the the biggest days of the year typically where people are talking about the love of God they're sharing the love of God they're sharing the love letter which is the father's love letter and so when after I finished the webcast last week you know, it was like a maybe an hour or two afterwards that I actually um, was tagged in a post and it was a uh, a young gal named uh, Lindsay. Girk, who had read the Father's Love Letter, and it just absolutely blessed my heart. I mean, I think, uh, like, I saw it about 45 minutes into the, the to the live, um, to when it was released, posted on, on Facebook, on Instagram, and um, it was like 36,000 views already at 45 minutes, so I thought, wow, that is so cool. And so, uh, of course, I kept following it a little bit, and by the first um, <clears throat> first 12 hours of it being um, actually posted, not only on Instagram, but on TikTok, it had over a million views. And so, you know, with that, and of course, last week, the in kind of the last week for us, the Valentine's Day week, we've had 10,000 people visit our Father's Love Letter website. It's very active. We heard from a friend, Mark Eschel, in, in Harlow in the UK, and he had an initiative that his church was involved in uh, a few years ago called fatherlovesharlow.com, and they've, they've actually just revitalized the website now, and they have been sharing the Father's Love Letter um, through their church outreach to their city, declaring the love of God. And so I just want to read what Mark shared with me, just a little paragraph of what happened on Saturday. And he said, on Saturday, we were in the town uh, center doing outreach. I played the Father's Love Letter over a speaker, and we handed many Father's Love Letters to people. They were opening the letter and reading it in the street. I could sense God was touching their hearts. So, you know, with what happened with Lindsay, and because it was Father's Day, and also because... Uh, we just marked our 25th anniversary sharing the Father's Love Letter in the the early part of January this year. And since I wasn't on any of the live streams until the end of January, we really didn't get a chance to, Mark and I, to talk about the the 
the 25 year anniversary and, and just kind of unpack it a bit. So, you know what, I, I thought, you know, when I was thinking about that and I thought, well, you know what, it might be a good time for me just to spend this time with you guys and just reflect on the 25 year journey of sharing the father's love letter and, uh, and telling some stories because, uh, I've never, I, I mean, I've been interviewed on, you know, TV, radio stations, and Mark has actually interviewed me once on a live stream, but I've never kind of dedicated, uh, a live stream just to tell stories. And so this is a first for me. I, I'm, I'm a little bit uncertain, you know, because one of the things that I've always wanted to be really careful about with this, this revelation and sharing the, this amazing adventure that we've, my wife Anne and I have been on with this Father's Love Letter message is that I just wanted to be careful that, you know, it didn't, like, I wasn't any kind of boasting and, and what anything we've done. And because the, the truth is, it isn't anything that we've done. It is truly what the Lord has done. And um, Lindsay, in her post this week, is just a, uh, just a perfect example and just one more example of how the Father continues to keep just getting this message of his love around um, to so many people. And, and I've really been encouraged with Lindsay because Lindsay is the next generation. She would be the age of our kids or maybe even a little bit younger than our own kids. And for it, for the Father's love letter to impact her like I, I saw on the video and then how uh, there's been 5,000 comments plus on TikTok and Instagram. And, you know, I I can get overwhelmed when I look at the, these, I start reading these comments because each one of these people is a person and people talking about them weeping and being overwhelmed with the love of God and people who who their faith was, was uh, really um, kind of, distant from them and God just absolutely came with his love and so you know yeah I couldn't even get through the 5,000 comments this week even though I, I I so appreciated every story because it was just overwhelming so that's what I want to do today is I just want to kind of just share the the journey that we've been on share the story of the father's love letter and I think what I'm going to do first is I want to share Lindsay's video with you it's a little over four minutes long I just want to encourage you I I I've connected with Lindsay. She's given me my permission, uh, her permission to share this video, but, and then I'll come back and I'll just talk about this amazing adventure that we've been on. So this is Lind Lindsay Girk, and this is a Instagram and TikTok video that she posted on Valentine's Day. So I'm just going to get that ready and... I know Valentine's Day and the day surrounding it can be really difficult for a lot of people. Maybe you're single or you're going through a breakup or a divorce or you lost someone or you're missing someone and I've been given a gift that, that I think might help you. Um, this is a letter from my friend Heather and it's actually this these are not her words. These are God's words. Please don't swipe away Please don't swipe away I'm sorry, but I, I know people are going to want to turn their back when they hear that because they feel like God has turned their back on them, but he is not. People mess things up. Humans mess things up all of the time. We cause this just disease of hate and misrepresentation, and that is not it. This is it. These are his words taken directly from scripture. It is important, and I just want you to know, I just want you to know how loved you are and how loved I feel now, okay? That's all I want from this video. This will be a little bit longer of a video because I cannot cut this letter down and I'll include a picture of it at the end so you can check out the scripture at the end of each sentence and look it up for yourself. My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up, I'm familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered for you were made in my image. In me, you live and move and have your being for you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you 
when I planned creation. You were not a mistake. For all of your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I've been misrepresented by those who do not know me. I am not distant and angry, but am the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could, for I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand, for I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with love because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts towards you are countless as the sand on the seashore, and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul and I want to show you great and marvelous things if you seek me with all your heart you will find me delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart for it is I who gave you those desires I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine for I am your greatest encourager I am also the father who comforts you in all your troubles when you are brokenhearted I am close to you as a shepherd carries a lamb I have carried you close to my heart one day I will wipe away every tear from your eyes and I'll take away all the pain you've suffered on this earth I am your father and I love you even as I love my son Jesus born Jesus my love for you is revealed he is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I loved that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son, Jesus, you receive me, and nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home, and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I've always been father and will always be father. Will you be my child? I'm waiting for you. Love. God, the almighty God. I had to take my jacket off because the sun's out and I'm so grateful for it. <laughs> I don't have to shout. He can hear me. But anyway, I just wanted to share that because that's what it's about. That's what I'm talking about. I've been seeking him and I've been in his word and I've been asking for him to reveal himself to me. And I feel like I'm getting to know him, not know of him, but know his character. And it is like, awesome in every sense of the word and i just want you to experience i want everyone to feel this way you know and it's it's not there's not it's not about judgment and hate i mean hate the sin love the sinner we are to love one another that's it it just feels like oh i have really had all the emotions in this video but that's how it goes baby that's how he made me so anyways i love you and happy valentine's day and here's the letter if you wanted to take a screenshot. So there you go. There's Lindsay. And uh, I've just been amazed that, um, I mean, one of the things, you know, I, 25 years of sharing this, this simple love letter, um, I didn't create this, you know, for those who know the story, I, I should probably just give a little bit of background that uh, and back in June 1998, I came into this revelation of the love of God, that God was my father. And I've always loved scripture. And, and you know, when I came into this new revelation with these two new friends, Jack Winter and James Jordan, I began to see the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation popping all over the place through the Bible that talked about the father's love. You know, and I've loved scripture. I've honored the the, the power of the authority of the Word of God, always memorize scripture. And a lot of these scriptures I'd already memorized, but all of a sudden now it was like I put new glasses on. And I was just seeing that this revelation of the Father heart of God is from Genesis through Revelation. So one day in prayer, I just asked the Lord, uh, how can I get these scriptures into one stream of thought?
And it wasn't like I heard him say something audibly, but in my heart, I felt like he said, if you put some of these scriptures in the right order, they'll form a love letter. So that's what I did on a Sunday morning in in January of 1999. And I, I just call it the Father's Love Letter. And I paraphrased over 50 Bible passages and just shared it with a song. Uh, the background song was uh, Brian Dirksen's song, Faithful Father. And uh, yeah, I just thought I would just share it after I, I, I preached a message on knowing God as a father and his amazing love. And it was I was so surprised at the response that we had from our, our congregation. People were emotionally really responding to it. One little girl ran into her mom's arms and and she just said that God told her right at that moment when she was watching the video that he was really her father. And she was so overwhelmed, she was weeping, this little girl. And so, you know, as a result of that, I thought, well, maybe we should put it on the internet. But of course, I was still a little bit like, am I allowed to even paraphrase Bible verses? I mean, sharing it in your church is one thing, but then putting it on the internet, which is really was kind of a new frontier back then. I wasn't sure. So I remember the day I sat down with my friends, James and Denise Jordan. Uh, they were from New Zealand, Father Heart Ministries, and they were visiting us. And I showed them the love letter and I said, <laughs> kind of looked around and we were at a, at a restaurant. I said, is this okay? Like, can I share this? Is Can I paraphrase? Bible verses like this. And of course, they were both very loving and encouraging. And I remember James looking at me in this very, very uh, James-like look, you know, because he, he just, with these steely blue eyes, and he said, yes, it's the Lord. And so, you know, we just went out and we actually got a website, fathersloveletter.com. We had a, a good friend of ours, Ron Dick. He helped me put together the video and the website. And in November 99, we just put this single father's love letter message on online and then it was just a couple months later that we got this panic phone call from our internet service provider they said what are you guys doing and we said nothing you know we didn't do anything to promote it or anything and they said that so many people were watching the video on our website that they were it was taking up the entire bandwidth for their web service so all their other clients couldn't access their websites because of all of the bandwidth and they gave us I think it was uh, 24 hours to change the file size of the video or that they would take it take it down. But you know one of the things that and I've as I mentioned earlier I kind of struggle sharing the stories even too often. I mean I tell some stories but it's just because I feel like I've I've you know I don't want to feel like you know we are trying to boast in anything that Ann and I have done. Uh, <clears throat> but when it was coming up to the 25th anniversary um, Mark Jide, my friend who does these live streams with me, said to me, Barry, have you ever asked God why maybe that he has, he partnered with you and Anne and this amazing adventure with the Father's Love Letter? And it wasn't like I even had to think about it. It was just like it was an immediate reaction. I just said, well, I believe it's based on 1 Corinthians 1, verse 26 to 31. I won't read the whole passage now. But it basically it says that God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He's chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. He's chosen the poor things of the world to shame the the rich. And so, and honestly, um, for me, for anybody who knows me, you know the the value that my wife and I have on a childlike heart, on living a simple life, not trying to be professional Christians or professional father heart people. We just are little boys and little girls with a big dad. And so, you know, if there's any kind of reasoning, and I don't know any other competent way to describe how, why the Lord has chosen to 
to breathe on this simple sermon illustration 25 years ago, but that is is basically uh, my the best answer that I can give, that God has chosen the foolish things of the world so that I qualify for that. And I think, honestly, over these last 25 years with the Father's love letter, I believe that it, what it demonstrates is that God's desire to be known as Father, his desire that the good news of the gospel, Jesus Christ coming 2,000 years ago, the Bible says in Colossians that he was the image of the invisible God. And if, uh, Hebrews 1.3 says he was the exact representation of the Father's being. And so when we begin to understand that Jesus came as the exact image of the Father to show us what the Father was like, he was love in human form. He was love personified. And and that is the the whole purpose is for us to be come to a place where Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And so Jesus is our way home, and the Father is our destination. And so I really believe that the Father's love letter is just, just one way of many ways where the Father has been able to, like he's like the ultimate opportunist in the sense that he just wants every person on planet Earth to be able to know how much he, he, he loves how much he loves us. And uh, one of the things with Jack Winner, who, who uh, he, he's the one who prayed for me when I came into this revelation of knowing God as a father, he used to be a self-described a little boy with a big dad. And he used to say that, you know, we have a choice in life. The smaller that we can become, the bigger that our father can become on our behalf. And he said, we have a choice. We can choose to be big and strong in our own uh, kind of power and strength, or we can choose to take the way less traveled and become small in our hearts and watch Almighty God be really, really big on our behalf. And so that's always resonated to me. And, and you know, over the years, when people talked about, you know, I don't even like saying I wrote the Father's Love Letter because I feel that, if anything, it's the Father, it's His love letter, and I am just the pen. And it was just a few years ago, and I want to show you guys this because this really resonated with me. And it's a quote from Mother Teresa. It says, I am a little pencil in the hands of a writing God who is sending a love letter to the world. And so I, I, it so resonated with me. I thought I have to frame that and keep it in mind because that I can identify with is that I am just a little pencil in the hands of a writing God who's sending a love letter to the world. So I just want to be able to kind of just talk and tell a little bit of this story. And um, I want to to really focus on some of the personal stories because I'm going to share some kind of big picture numbers first, right? And I don't know about you, but for me, I can't I can't comprehend them. Like I said earlier that when I was reading uh some of the 5,000 comments that are in Lindsay's post from last week, people talking about having this encounter with the love of God and weeping and God just bringing, you know, just healing their hearts and, and, and encouraging them. I mean, I'm reading them and it's just like each one of these is a person. And then and it's like I would sit on a comment and, and just thank God for that comment and then I'd go to the next. But there was 5,000 of them, right? So it was like I couldn't possibly get through them. So oftentimes when we talk about big numbers, I don't know about you, but it's like I just kind of go blank. And what does that mean? But I'm going to share some big numbers with you. But then I am going to share individual 
just a few of the stories. We've heard from thousands of people from around the world over the last 25 years, but I'm just going to share a few just to, to, to bring it home to the one. Because, you know, right from the beginning, uh, you know, the vision that we've had, Anne and I, organizationally small, it's my wife and I in our house for 25 years, declaring the Father's big love for the world. And our vision has been that every person in the world would be able to receive, experience the Father's love letter message and experience the Father's love. That is our heart's desire. That's what we've been declaring all along. But even though we've been doing that throughout the Father has really encouraged me continually to keep it for the one, do it for the one, one at a time. And and so that has helped me. And for those who know me, I'm kind of a numbers guy, a strategist, an A-type personality. Uh, and so I can get lost in numbers, you know, but... But when the Father is continually bringing me back to the one. So even last week with, with Lindsay, when she shared this Instagram post and TikTok to 5 million followers that she had, and she had, you know, up right now it's close to 2 million views in, in, a, in a week's time. The, what I, I really focus on is Lindsay's response. And, and of course, her response has gone out to uh, 2 million people. But, you know, to me, it's the one, you know, and when you see a lot of the stories that Jesus talked about it uh, in the Gospels, it was his his contact with one person. It was Zacchaeus. It was the woman at the well. It was the woman with the issue of blood. It was Lazarus. It was one-on-one -on -one encounters. And so I, I remember, you know, because a lot of even the Father's love letter is based on Luke 15. You know, the, the last line, I'm waiting for you, is based on the prodigal son story. And Luke 15 is a is a, a trilogy of three parables. It's a, a story of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son, right? And so th this is where Jesus is talking about the Father's incredible desire for the lost and how the, sh how the, the shepherd will le gladly leave the 99 to find that lost sheep. And then, you know, the, the woman who finds the lost coin, you know, when she finds the coin, she throws a big party and invites everybody to come. And of course, the lost son, where this, the father was waiting for this lost son to return and he threw this big party. But in Luke chapter 15, verse 7, Jesus says, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repents than over 99 who do not need to repent. So think about this for a second. With every person that comes into the kingdom, there is a party. God throws a party for everyone. And so when when we think about any of these numbers that I'm going to share with you over the next uh you know, a few minutes before we transition into personal stories, because you know that's that's a, kind of brings it to home. But think about them as each and every one of these ones gets a party. And you see, that is the Father's heart. That is his desire that none should perish. And that that is the proclamation that each and every one of us have as believers to share the good news of Jesus Christ, that God is not angry. He's not distant. He loves us with an everlasting love. And he sent his son 2,000 years ago to bring us home. I love uh, uh, a phrase that my friend James Jordan, I've heard him say before, that the Bible is simply a story of a father who lost his children in a garden and his son who came to get us back. I mean, for me, I value simplicity. And that is that beautiful simplicity of the gospel is is uh, it perfect for me that, you know, that we're just declaring the good news of the love of God. 
So you, when I talk about the Father's Love Letter, we, you know, we put it on the internet and by 2000 it started to get out of hand and we um you know we had to change the file size and then um at the end of of uh, it was at the end of 2000 in yeah at the end of 2000 i i was asking the lord i was just praying and i felt the lord say i want you to ask for my blessing and so uh I asked that he would bless the the website, and so I, I we were having about three thousand visits a day at that point, and that was pretty consistent. And I I just thought, what would be a big number? And I said, well, Father, could we go to ten thousand visits a day? And then within a week, we went to ten thousand visits a day, and within the next week, we were at thirty thousand visits a day. And so that was the the launching where the Father's Love Letter began to be global. Uh, in the sense of one of the you know early day uh, uh, viral kind of good things, and of course, uh, interesting enough, at that time though there was um, one of the early uh, global viruses called the Love Letter virus that was released in May of 2000, but it got traction close to Valentine's Day, and it was here's a love letter, and so the, at the, the the moment that the father's love letter was actually beginning to 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 take off, and people were sharing here's a love letter, uh, watch this love letter, this love letter virus, which I the Smithsonian Institute I just looked it up today says that it's one of the most top, it's the top one of the top ten most virulent viruses in the world that have ever happened. And, and so it was, and it was, I think the first one. And so in the, the way that, you know, it would try to bait you is they, they would say here, you know, here's a love letter for you, right? And click on this link and it was a virus. And it in, infected at the time, 10% of the world's computers. So, you know, at the time when the people were sharing the father's love letter, there was this virus going around and all of the major media networks and were saying, don't open any emails with the father's love letter and with the father, with the, with the love letter in it. And so I thought, well, maybe that was it. But, you know, the love letter kept on chugging along. And, you know, by 2001, we created a narration version by uh, a man named Roy Lamont narrated it. And our friend Robert Critchley produced the, the music track and Crown Video produced the video. And and that became kind of the the next 2.0, Father's Love Letter 2.0. And if you see in the back, uh, for those who are watching the video, you'll see four different versions of the Love Letter video. And I just thought I would have them just loop in the background as I'm, I'm talking about it. But the, it, this is the thing that's crazy about this story. It's like the video version was picked up by television, Christian television networks uh, in different parts of the world. Trinity Broadcasting Network, which is a big... Uh, uh, network in the states but broadcasts around the world they picked it up god tv picked it up uh shine tv in new zealand picked it up uh sat 7 which was a satellite television service in uh for the middle east then they were serving 18 million arabic speaking christians they picked up the father's love letter and you know we only intended it to be in english and that was our only idea but my mother-in-law spoke German and she came from a home where she was given up for adoption when she was five years of age and she was just devastated because of that and every time she would read the father's love letter in English she would cry so my wife and I talked and I said wouldn't it be nice if we could have the father's love letter in German just so she could hear the father calling her home in her native tongue her mother tongue because that her mother tongue was German 
And so once we put up the the Father's Love Letter in German, it just uh, kind of opened up the gates where people were saying, "I we want the Father's Love Letter in our language." And to date, it's in it's in over 125 languages on our website. It's just uh, it's been so amazing how it has just gone around the world in, in so many ways. It's been shared in the jungles of the Amazon. There's a, a language called the Warren language in Papua New Guinea, and missionaries went there, and they translated the Father's Love Letter into the Warren language. They put it on a big screen in the jungle, and the, 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 the tribal elders said how significant it was. It was the first video ever made in their native language, the Warren language, and they said it was amazing that it was from God to them. And so, you know, we've had, you know, like all, all these stories, you know, we've ta- been in touch with friends from around the world and uh, people who are in China. They say that the Father's Love Letter has been throughout the underground church in China and in so many places around the world. It's just been, it's just kind of gotten out of hand. But in the early days, uh, you know, we just wanted to declare the Father's love. And it was just like the thing that I would say, over the years is is it's not been us trying to sustain something as far as i'm concerned ann and i have just been watching the father extend this and and keep on like we like in the last week we have been having front row seats and as far as i'm concerned the the heroes of this this amazing story are each and every person who have shared the father's love letter to even one person like Lindsay in the story in the video that we watched her friend Heather gave her the love letter and of course Heather shares one printed version of the father's love letter with her friend Lindsay and Lindsay shares it with two million people so that's the kind of thing that's happened I remember uh, I got an email one day from uh, one uh, new friend in in Scotland, and, and he said, "I hope you don't mind, but I I, I made some copies of the downloaded uh, Printmaster that I I downloaded. Was that okay?" And I said, "Oh sure." And I said, "How many copies did you make?" And it was two hundred and fifty thousand copies. And he was going on a prayer walk through Scotland, and in every place they went, they were they were sharing the Father's love letter as they went. And I've been in touch with him over the years, and he's and I think it's up to a mi- almost close to a million copies that he's distributed. And so, you know, again, doing the math and all these things, uh, we have had millions of masters downloaded from our website over the years. You know, these are each one of these digital masters can be replicated unlimited amount of times. And so, you know, when people ask us how many people have been exposed to the Father's Love Letter, the, the absolute truth is I have absolutely no idea. Remember when, uh, you know, at one point, you know, in this journey, uh, you know, with this really big vision, but it just, you know, my wife and I in our house, and I and I, people would ask me, what's your vision? I'd say, well, I, I feel that the Father wants to see the love letter delivered to every person on the planet. And then they would ask, how is that going to happen? And then I would feel overwhelmed, and I didn't have a competent answer. Until one day, Jesus, or the Father spoke to me about the words he spoke to Jesus in John chapter 5, verse 19 and 20, where Jesus said, the Son can do nothing of himself. He can only do what he sees his Father doing. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he does. And so the Father spoke to me and said, you know, in the same way, because I'm in union with Jesus, right? No longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me, that my union with Jesus has secured me a union with my Father. And so in the same way that the Father showed Jesus all that he did, 
the father is showing me all that he was doing. And so basically he was saying, I never gave you this vision for the father's love letter to make it a burden to you. And so because it was starting to feel like a burden because I didn't like, how are we going to deliver this love letter around the world with the limited resources? We're just little, you know, small in our hearts. We're just a little boy and little girl. And, and so I stopped telling people what I saw, so, you know, about the vision. And then the father said to me, though, it's not your vision. It's my vision. And you, but you're free to tell people what you you see me doing. And so after that, I felt this new freedom come in the first place. I went to, and every time I go to a new country, I put my feet on the ground and I declare the Father's love for that nation. And in 2005, I went to Finland and I declared the Father's great love for Finland. And, you know, one of the pastors asked me what my vision was. And I told them that the Father wants to see the love letter delivered to every home in Finland. I was bold. And he asked how that would happen. And I didn't know. But he came back to me a couple of days later and he said, we're doing a door-to-door mailing this Christmas in Finland, 2.2 million homes. Would you mind if we printed a full-color, two-sided version of the Father's Love Letter and delivered it to every home in Finland? And and so and after that, it was uh, Every Home for Christ. I don't know if you know Every Home for Christ, but they're a very respected ministry organization over 65 years old, and their mission is to deliver gospel literature to every home in entire nations. And then they they contacted me and said, Barry, would would you mind if we use the Father's love letter and in our our, in our evangelistic initiations and 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 to di- initiatives to different countries? And they've delivered the Father's love letter to every home in Belize and every home in Nicaragua, and they delivered the Father's love letter in the throughout the Caribbean and Argentina and Mexico and Honduras and Jordan and Syria and Iraq. I have absolutely no idea how many uh, love letters they put it up. The just preparing for this this little broadcast, I just. I started to go through some of my old emails with them. And, you know, they were talking about, oh, we printed a million here and a million there and 500,000 here. And it was just like, and again, there are numbers that are really big numbers. And what do you do with that? But it's just, you know, behind every number, there is a story. And I can remember even then, you know, uh, the uh, there was a... Um, a time, and this is where I want to encourage you guys. You might, the Lord may lead you to do something, and you don't even, it doesn't even make sense. But I felt like I, I had a real heart for fatherless kids, like kids who didn't have a great relationship with their father. And so I thought, what's the best way to reach them? And so I, I, I came up with this cartoon, a comic strip that I created. Now, I, this is not, I hired a, a, an artist to do this, but I did the mock-up. But I just wanted to, you know, just tell a story about God being the a father to the fatherless. And so I'm just showing you this. So I just I just kind of roughed this out and I'm not a, a great artist, but I, I roughed, roughed out this this um, comic strip. And on the other side, oops, on the other side is the, the father's love letter. And so I did this, I print, you know, I, I hired the artist to do it and then I had the graphics for it and I didn't even know what to do with it. And then uh, one day, Every Home for Christ came to me. They saw this this graphic that I created and they said, would you mind if we printed a lot of copies and started to move in sharing this love of the Father through the school system in Brazil and, and in Portuguese? And then, then, of course, they've done it in in, in uh in Spanish and English and, and other, so there millions of these have been printed up, and I really haven't done anything. Uh, Anna and I have just just watched 
one of our friends, uh, they they had a connection in the Arizona prison system, and they they ended up getting the addresses of thirty six thousand men and four thousand women in the Arizona prison system, and they they hand wrote their instead of my child, they put dear John, dear Mary, or whatever, and they they hand delivered forty thousand father's love letters to every prisoner in the Arizona prison system, and I remember our friend telling us one time that she. Um, they were hearing from some of these women because they were personally addressed to each prisoner that some of these prisoners in these in the women prison had never received uh, a letter from anybody, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're opening up the this mail in on the prison yard and they start reading this love letter from the father with their name on it. And she told me that these women were becoming overwhelmed with emotion and they were collapsing in the prison yard, just sobbing to, that somebody would love them that much. So, you know, we've heard all kinds of stories like this over the years. We've had people declare the father's love letter, or the father's love for cities. Our friends Wendy and Colin Thomas, uh, they they did a Love South End, South End on Sea in the UK, and they delivered 70,000 father's love letters along with 30 churches to their community. And um, it was funny, Wendy told us a story that, you know, because it went to every home and, you know, people were talking about it in the community that, that you know, this love letter was delivered. And uh, one young girl, uh, when she actually, I guess, was talking and gave some feedback, and it said, like, it's almost like God's stalking us, you know, because the first line of the love letter is, my child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. And so the, this love letter has been uh, shared in so many ways. It's been published as a full-page newspaper ads. I have no idea how many printed tracks have been printed. The American Tract Society, the International Tract Society, the Canadian Bible Society, you know, they have printed like, you know, thousands, if not tens of thousands or millions of these. I have no idea over the years. And, you know, one, one of the things that was reassuring for me over the years was you know, theologically, I'm going like, are we okay with this? Is this, you know, and I, you know, with the response that we'd, we'd get from so many people, you think, I think so. But I remember when the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association approached us and asked if they could put the Father's Love Letter on one of their outreach DVDs. So, you know, when you get the stamp of Billy Graham, then, you know, I started to feel like, okay, maybe, maybe this is okay. But, you know, over the years, we've heard from so many people, and there was one website um, that was a partnership with Campus Crusade for Christ. Top Chrétien was the ministry in France, and they did this outreach website, uh, and primary to the Muslim countries, and they used the Father's Love Letter as one of their primary outreach messages in, I think, in 13 of the languages that we had it in at the time. And they had 10 million people come to their website. And I remember getting the email the one day, when they told us that they they just celebrated their millionth conversion. One million people came home to this revelation of the Father's love through Jesus Christ. And, you know, the Father's love letter played a role in that. I have absolutely no idea how. But I, I don't know about you, but when, what, do you, what does that do to you? A million people, a million parties. And see, and, and that's where, for me, this, this revelation of the Father's love is just God is so desiring for every person on the planet to know that He is the Father that we've all been looking for our entire life. I remember one time our friend Larry, who's, who's on the, the live stream, 
he he sent me a link to a Facebook page. I had no idea. He said, do you know about this page? And I went to it and it was the father's love letter. It was our video and it had been watched a million, uh, not a million, 30 million times. <laughs> and it had a hundred thousand comments and, you know, one and a half million shares. And so this is the kind of thing, if you if you Google Father's Love Letter on YouTube, you know, hundreds of videos will come up. A lot of them, you know, aren't ours or they're not, you know, sanctioned visual videos, but they, it has just kind of gotten out of hand. And some of those unauthorized videos are upwards of, you know, in the millions for sure. But the Father's Love Letter, like that's where, you know, for me, I just want to, you know, I'm talking about the bigness of it and I could go on with all kinds of stories and, and how it's been shared around the world. But I feel that I really want to kind of dial it down in the next few minutes just to personal stories. You know, I remember hearing in a, a Florida prison where one lady received the father's love letter and she was so, you know, um, impacted by it that, but she didn't want to give her copy to the next person. So she hand wrote it out and gave it to the next prisoner. And that prisoner hand wrote it out and gave it to the next prisoner until it went through the entire prison system. You know, hearing stories like that, there was a 10-year-old young girl who, who contacted us, and I, I remember weeping reading her story. And she said when she was five years of age, her father looked at her and took her by the shoulders and said, you were a mistake, you were never wanted. And she said she was so devastated. And then at 10 years of age, she came on our website and watched the father's love letter. And the father himself spoke to her and said, you're, you are not a mistake. I wanted you. And so with her mother's permission, we, we just connected and just blessed her in her journey. There was another young gal in Australia. Uh, her real name is Virginia, but her father always called her Jinx. And Jinx is meaning you're unlucky. And she went by the nickname Jinx all her life until she read the father's love letter. And the father himself spoke to her and said, you're not unlucky, you're not a Jinx, you're Virginia. And so she's a friend of friends of ours and I can remember them sending a picture of her with them. And she said, now, from now on, I'm, I'm gonna go by Virginia. I remember hearing a story where people were sharing the father's love letter in, in nursing homes and it, there was Alzheimer's patients and they said the most amazing thing happened when the father's love letter started to be read. All these 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 uh, patients in these nursing homes became lucid. They became they could listen and they were comprehending what was being said. One friend of mine in, in Kenya who shared the father's love letter in um, a lot of high school um, situations, thousand students, and he would give them all a father's love letter before the assembly, and then they would pick out the, the line that meant the most to them, and then he would preach on the father's love and give an altar call. And he said it was very common for 75% of the people who who uh, were in that auditorium that they would receive Christ. And the same uh, evangelist told us of a young woman who, who her father, her husband just died of AIDS and she was despondent and she had three children and she was going to end her life. And she was going to the river to throw her, herself in. And then this evangelist meets her and starts talking to her, gives her the father's love letter and gets her to promise to read this love letter. And, and she's standing on the riverbank and she, she said she would read it. And then before she was going to throw herself in the, the river bank, she, or the river, she realized that she promised this man she'd read the love letter. And so she read it. And in that moment, the father spoke to her. The love of God came to her. And she actually 
received Christ right there. And then she didn't, she didn't end her life. She went to the doctor because she thought she might have AIDS and she didn't have AIDS. And then she contacted the evangelist just to, to tell him uh, just the story. You see, the, this idea of the, the, the heart of God is for every person to know they are incredibly, eternally loved. And Jesus came. God is not distant. He's not angry. You know, he's not counting our sins. And Jesus came to bring us home, to reconcile us with the Father. And and that's the gospel message. So now I just want to, you know, and, and again, I, I, I could... There's thousands of these, so I can only start with some of them. But I just thought I would read a few comments that we received, and and I we for time's sake we don't have the chance to read a lot of these. But you know, hopefully, you'll get an idea of just this the, this amazing story. And to me, what the Father's love letter represents is just the Father's great love. And my prayer is that this revelation of the love of God would go deeper and wider and higher and longer than we've ever dreamed possible. So I'm just going to uh, put on some music and then I'm going to um, just read just a few of these stories. Wow. And I just want to remind you that, you know, the millions of people who visit our website, the two million people that encountered Lindsay's video in the last week. It's like stories like this. And the father said to do it for the one. I was told by my dad that I was a mistake, but never mind, he still loved me nonetheless. I had never felt loved. I felt like a ghost in my own home. Any problems I had, including sexual abuse, were ignored. This drove me to thoughts of suicide. Then I came across the Father's love letter. And reading it through, I just cried as the Lord ministered to me, telling me I was not a mistake and that he had an amazing purpose for me and him. Every time I visit your website, I feel as if I have been through a counseling session as the Lord ministers to me and heals me. I lost my father through death. I was 13 years old. And like the reading said, I guess I've been looking for a perfect father since that time. After listening to this, I need not look for my father anymore. God has been there all the time. Thank you for opening my eyes. I was never a believer. I was a drug addict, getting high in the bathroom. My life had fallen apart and I tried to kill myself. I was completely hopeless. A stranger knocked on my door and handed me a copy of the Father's love letter. For the first time in my life, my heart melted and I believed that there was a God, that he loved me in spite of who I was. From there, I entered a faith-based drug and alcohol program and found a relationship with Jesus Christ. The Father's love letter changed my life forever. My earthly father didn't love me at all. He very rarely even spoke to me. To find that God loves me even as much as he loves Jesus is mind-boggling. I shall read and reread this until it totally enters me. A friend of mine said that I must read the Father's love letter. When I read the eighth line, I was teary. Why? Because my mother tried her best to abort me. 
I could have been deformed at birth, but God loves me so much and wanted me to live. I am beautifully born with no defects. Every line in the Father's love letter relates to me. A friend just sent me the Father's love letter and I was truly amazed at the emotions it stirred up inside of me. I never heard my dad or my mom say to me that they ever loved me. I am 57 years old and it still bothers me. My dad recently committed suicide. I have been devastated as we were extremely close. I am a Christian, but my dad's suicide caused me to question everything. I was losing hope fast. One night, a few months later, I was up crying out to God and feeling sorry for myself. I wanted answers that did not come. I did not want to be fatherless. That was my exact words to God. The next day, I found a father's love letter in my mailbox. It was sent by a friend who felt she needed to send it to me. It blessed me more than I could ever explain. It was exactly what I needed to hear. It was the answer to the cry of my heart. It reminded me that I am not fatherless and I never will be. A friend of mine, a friend of the family lost her husband to a long battle with cancer. I gave her the Father's Love Letter CD after he died. She wrote to me and spoke often of how much it ministered to her. When the house was full of people and just needed, she just needed a refuge, she would go to her bedroom and listen to it. I shared the Father's Love Letter video at a men's correctional facility. Hundreds of men have seen the truth of this video and the Holy Spirit penetrated their hearts. A young mother lost her husband due to sickness. She had a five-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. I gave her the Father's Love Letter CD. Her daughter hadn't cried since her dad had died. But as they listened to the CD, she was able to cry. God really touched her heart. I handed out the Father's Love Letter and played the audio narration at a deacon's meeting. It was like a warm breeze swept the room, taking away all of our burdens and distractions, reminding us just like children how we all need to sit on our Father's knee and allow His love to roll over us. I recently used the Father's Love Letter when I taught three to fifth graders. It had a powerful impact on them. I watched kids tearing up throughout. Many asked Jesus into their hearts. Almost all raised their hands saying they wanted to know in their heart how deep God's love was for them. I then showed the first and second grade kids in church over three services. Over 50 kids asked Jesus into their hearts. This is an amazing love letter I was crying when I heard it. When I was little, my father didn't love me. He hit me and told me that I was a mistake. And ever since then, I felt unloved. I talk to my father still, and he, he says he loves me, but it's hard for me to believe. My dad lives far away, so it's almost like I don't even have a dad. The father's love letter has changed my life a lot. And I'm only 15. I want to thank you 
because now I know that I do have a father and he does love me. I know that I'm not a mistake. I want to thank you for that. I viewed the Father's love letter on Trinity Broadcasting Network one evening and it changed my life. I was raised with a biological father who sexually abused me and a stepfather who emotionally, physically, and spiritually abused me. My mother was also very abusive in many of those ways. I longed for the attention and love from my parents, but I never received it. I grew up feeling worthless and almost committed suicide many times throughout my life. I've lived most of my life this way. Until I watched the Father's love letter, I began to weep and literally sob with gratefulness that God really does love me. Even though I don't have supportive parents, my, parent, my Father in heaven is all I need. I feel free. I feel loved. I feel on top of the world. I have confidence for the first time in my life. I read the father's love letter to my, uh, my dying, unsaved uncle, and when I got to the end and asked the question, will you be my child? My uncle said, yes, yes, yes. I was so overwhelmed. I could never approach this man about Jesus before, and I know this meant so much to him. I played the father's love letter video at a local crisis pregnancy center it has been a moving experience in almost every one of my clients who have watched it. Most of them come out of the counseling room crying. This past Sunday, I was able to read the Father's love letter to inmates in the holding tank. After that, we had a prayer and there were salvations, healings, and deliverances. I never knew what it was to receive love from my earthly father. I grew up without him and had an abusive stepfather. Although a Christian, I had problems in relating to God as a father because my earthly father relationship was not nurtured in love and trust. The words of the father's love letter have just touched my heart so much. To know God's love as a father is something I have longed for and prayed for for many years. Here I found the answer to my deep longings and my heart's cry. It's an end to my searching to experience the Father heart of God. My having a dad record isn't that great, and I didn't think it would get any better until I read the Father's love letter. Someone sent me the link to your website in response to a prayer request that I had sent on the internet. I was suicidal and had given up on everything, including God. I'm so glad that I waited to see if there were any real replies to my prayer requests, because before I did the deed and commit suicide, one response was a link to your website. I guess this is the right time for me to hear that God Almighty, who is Jesus' Father, is my dad now. And it sure helped hearing and reading that. My dream of a real family didn't die at all. 
It was just postponed until I was ready for it to come true with the right father. I feature 15 minutes of worship and praise music on our local radio station. Every Sunday morning I play the Father's Love Letter. Almost every caller I hear from was in their automobile and had to pull off to the side of the road because they were crying their heart out. I showed the Father's Love Letter at a kids camp and many of the kids came up for prayer and began to receive the Father's Love. Hearing stories and kids crying out to God was amazing. The camp was for 12, 12 to 15 year olds and they walked away changed forever. Last week I visited a lady with a cancer diagnosis. I asked her if she would like to hear a loud voice what God was telling her. She told me yes, so I took her by the hand. I read the Father's love letter to her. At the end of the letter, when the invitation is given for her to come home to God the Father, she accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior. But here is not the end, for then she was healed by the power of the living God. I'm 13 years old and I first heard the Father's love letter a week ago at a scripture union camp. I was in our last chapel service and feeling like God was a million miles away when the video played. I was listening to the words and watching the pictures and I burst into tears. At first I didn't know why I was crying. Then I felt as if God was putting his arms around me and was saying, you are special to me and I will always be there for you. When I was a child, I was suffering from violations and humiliations from my father. He was always angry with me and saying bad things about me. It was very painful for me to know that my father had never loved me and never wanted me. The Father's love letter helped me realize that I'm loved and wanted by God and that I am not something unworthy, but I'm precious to God. This is what I was longing for so much. We have been giving out the Father's love letter to men in jail. What a reaction to see men read this and respond to the love of God in print for their life, crying in looks of astonishment as the truth becomes real to them for the first time. Salvation after salvation happened in these places. I literally sobbed at the profound way in which God spoke directly to me, as I'm sure he spoke to each and every person who watches this video. Surely this can only be directly from our Father's heart. I am so blessed and I, th I think every person that breathes should get a chance to watch this. Since I watched the Father's love letter for the first time, I was eternally touched. And we believe it is a powerful tool for evangelism. We have been including the Father's love letter in gifts that we call Holy Spirit Bombs. Our ministry team assembles them and takes them into strip clubs to share it with the adult entertainers across the United States. 
My father was recently diagnosed with cancer and has four months to live. Yesterday I read the father's love letter at an anointing for the sick meeting. It touched my father and everyone else in the room from young to old. When I was 12, I read the Father's love letter and was so moved by it that I rededicated my life to Christ. Now I'm 16 and when my friends come to me for relationship advice, my answer is simple. Just read the Father's love letter. There's just so many stories. It could go on and on. I just believe that I believe the cry of the human heart is John 14 verse 8 in verse 6 Jesus says I am the way the truth the life no one comes to the Father but through me and then verse 8 Thomas and Philip respond and say show us the Father and it will be enough In the 25 years that we have been sharing this love letter and hearing thousands of comments like I just read a few, I truly believe this is the cry of the human heart, to be fathered by God. And I'm so thankful that Jesus responded to their cry to see the Father in verse 9 by saying this, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. For the works I do are not my works, but the works of him who sent me. So as we just wrap up today, I just, my prayer is that every person on planet Earth could experience the love of God expressed in the life of Jesus and that they would know that God is not angry he's not distant he has a father's heart for every person on the planet and Jesus came to bring us home See, this is why I can, I can only manage a few comments at a time. Because it ruins me. It overwhelms me with the Father's heart. And my prayer for everybody who is watching, who's listening to the audio version, that if you are feeling fatherless, if you are feeling like some of these comments that even I read, just a few of them, that you would know that God is the Father that you have been looking for your entire life and he loves you with a love that will never change, never fail. Because he's always loved you and he will always love you. And Jesus came to bring us all home. Wow. So thank you so much for for joining me 
I think what I'll I'll do just to end, and I know I'm I'm going a little late, so some of you might need to go. But I think I'm just going to end with the the Father's Love Letter video, the one from Roy Lamont, and uh, yeah, for those who have a chance to stay and and just listen to that as we go, that maybe you just need to hear these words again. I know I I I need to hear them. So bless you and uh, thank you for for putting up with me in my, I'm a bit of a mess today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I'll see you next week for those who can make it. you are about to experience are true. They will change your life if you let them. For they come from the very heart of God. He loves you and He is the Father you have been looking for all your life. This is His love letter to you. My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I'm familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered, for you were made in my image. In me you live and move and have your being. For you were my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake. For all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but am the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you, simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could, for I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand, for I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope, because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts toward you are countless as the sand on the seashore, and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul, and I want to show you great and marvelous things. 
If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. For it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine. For I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your Father, and I love you even as I love my Son Jesus. For in Jesus my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I love that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me. And nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father. And will always be father. My question is, will you be my child? I am waiting for you.